You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for listening and for downloading. This episode is going to be a really juicy one, so you're totally going to want to stick around right to the end. But um, I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm like totes getting some things off my chest that I've been really nervous to share with you. And before we jump in, I just want to let you know that support for this episode comes from my friends at Four Sigmatic. So as I shared a couple weeks ago, I am obsessed with my matcha iced teas. I've been drinking these things seriously every day and a couple times a day. I love just getting a beautiful glass cup, like a, a stemless glass wine glass or a mason jar and filling it with a ton of ice. I have a fridge that makes ice and <laughs> it's like the best luxury in the world. Always get the nice appliances. <laughs> Note to self, they're so worth it. Um, my, I just take the fridge ice and I stick in the mason jar right now. And then I just add a little bit of the mushroom matcha from Four Sigmatic, which is hundred percent organic. And I am obsessed with it. It's got a bit of lion's mane in it. So it's got that adaptogenic mushrooms in it. And whenever I need like a hit of brain power, I'm like, much iced tea all the way. So Four Sigmatic has been one of my go-to staples. I'm so happy they support the show. And if you want to give Four Sigmatic a try, you can always use the promo code KellyTrack, which is all one word at checkout for 15% off your order anytime. And FYI, it's 15% off anytime. Like there's no minimum spend whenevs, like buy anything you want. Um, you don't have to hit a certain minimum or live in a certain country. It's totally there for you at any time. So my friends, that's Kelly track at checkout for 15% off your order. And let's jump right into this super hot and juicy episode. I know you're just like dying to hear. So let's get into it. All right. So Okay, first things first, I actually want to start with a shout out to a listener who really went above and beyond and honestly made my day so much that I choked up like and had those happy tears. I want to give a huge shout out to my girl, Erin. Erin wrote a beautiful, beautiful comment in iTunes about the show and how much she loved it. And then she emailed me personally and reached out to tell me how much the show is meant to her and that alone touched me so deeply hearing feedback that's so positive and raving um, about this about the show and the work I do for you and then on top of it she sent me a gift this was my very first listener gift and it brought me to tears the fact that you guys get so much value out of this and I love doing this show for you and I just want to say thank you so much Erin for for your super generous gift she sent me a hundred dollars and I really really appreciate that and I want you to know that I'm going to be putting it towards Jess Lively's C-School either live or online and I so thank you Erin from the bottom of my heart and for all of you listeners who send me kind words and messages that stuff totally makes my day so thank you so much and Erin massive shout out to you. I adore you. I love you. And I feel like some awesome good karma is so going to come your way in one way or another. I can just feel it for you. So thank you. Now for this episode, I'm doing it in the style of Jess Lively's show where she did the episode about the things she's afraid to share to her audience. And so I want to give you some backstory. I kind of went down the Lacey Phillips manifestation rabbit hole and I was just obsessed with her and I've been hearing about her name and then I heard her on the Almost 30 podcast. Shout out to my friend Christy who introduced me to that show and Anna who introduced me to that show. It's so good and I'll put the link to the interview in the show notes and she was talking about shadow work in this sense that like whatever you don't fully own, it owns you. So I really encourage you to take a second as you listen to this episode and think, what am I embarrassed about, ashamed about, afraid to tell people, hiding away from, not sharing on purpose? And like, if anybody found out, I'd be so mortified. And when you have those things, you've got these like fragments and you've got your parts of your soul that are like scattered and in other places. And Lacey shares that unless you claim that stuff, that stuff claims you. So today's podcast episode, 
I got this idea in my head like late last night and I could not sleep. I was like, <laughs> I was like up till one. I was like, I got to do the show. Should I do it now? Should I do it in the morning? Um, I totally chose to do it in the morning because I'm like way more fresh in the morning <laughs> and my apartment is a lot more cool in the morning. At, at night it gets super hot. So that's not a good time to uh, shut all the windows and blinds and do an episode. Now, I want to just be so honest with you and share really openly about what's going on for me and my life and some stuff that I have been afraid to tell you. So we're going to go down from 10 to one. So number one is the biggest thing I've been afraid to tell you. You're definitely going to want to stick around to the end. Um, I've had a couple questions come up around it and I'm going to answer it for you in full vulnerability. So Mahondo P, listen to this episode. Okay, we're going to start with 10. The podcast takes a huge amount of energy for me. So I have this thing. I teach you guys a ton of the energy work in your conscious empire and a little bit in your best life, but a lot in your conscious empire. The amount I give energetically to my clients, um, whether I'm on a coaching call, which I love, and then in podcast interviews and then on the podcast, I have this huge outpouring of energy. And sometimes it's so much where I just want to lie down and do nothing and make no plans and see nobody. <laughs> and I feel like I'm Joe Dispenza. Nobody, nowhere, no thing, no space, no time. Um, that's a reference for anybody that listens to Joe Dispenza's work or follows his meditations. But the energetic output sometimes of doing a podcast, and honestly, you guys, I used to do two shows a week and I used to make a, a YouTube video on top of that. So that was so much content in addition to seeing coaching clients and in addition to making things and creating stuff behind the scenes, not sustainable, absolutely so unsustainable for me. Protecting my energy has been a huge practice for me. And the show is hundred percent going to stay at one episode a week. If I feel called to go back to it, maybe two, but one is like more than enough because the outpouring of energy is so intense. You know, I call it being on sort of like imagine like being on in, in air quotes and then being off. So when it's like, you know, when you're on the phone, for example, if you work in an office and you're on the phone, it's like your best self on the phone. And the best way I can describe it is growing up in high school. One of my summer jobs was working as a receptionist at my friend's law firm, um, my friend's parents' law firm. And being on the phone, imagine just doing that all day long again and again and again and again. For those of you that are in sales or work with anything that's customer facing or client facing, you know what I mean? And oh my God, sometimes I hit like serious burnout. We're going to talk about this in this episode as well, but yeah, sometimes I am tired. Like we're going through a phase right now where there's no guest interviews because I just simply don't have the energy right now to do more guest interviews. I honestly, yeah, it, I love it. And I need energy for it because these episodes require my best and highest alignment, my best energy. I, I always strive to give you the best show I can. And sometimes there's this, there's this pressure. I, I had a moment, I was talking to my friend, Selena, shout out to Selena. And we were getting these beetroot pink lattes and they were so pretty. And she was talking to me about, oh my God, the show is so good. The show is so good. The show is so good. And I get so much feedback. The show is amazing. Kelly, your show is the best. I love every episode. Your episodes get, keep getting better and better. And there was a moment where I was like pressured that like, oh my God, can I keep performing? Can I keep doing this? Can I keep putting out content that's better and better and better and better and up-level you again and again and again and again? And that stuff, honestly, I have to just let go. Like, I just have to surrender it up and be like, fuck, whatevs. whatever the podcast is for the week, even if it's not my best, best of bests, that's all that I, I, I can give you. Like, I know looking back, there's a couple of episodes that, you know, I adored making them. They were super flowy. They had the highest downloads and I get that. And you know what? I just had to let a lot of that stuff go. Like, I can't always be 10 out of 10 and not every single episode can be a 10 out of 10 and the energy that goes into these shows is immense not just the energy in terms of recording it but like a lot of people kind of like look at the podcast world and like oh it's so fun it's so easy 
hours go into a guest interview. I spend three to five hours researching a guest alone, and I always go above and beyond. I talk a lot about this in Your Conscious Empire, about how the quality of The Kelly Track Show is a show that is professional and well done. And in order to have a professional and well done elevated show, immense energy goes in there. And I don't half ass anything. And I just want to let you know that sometimes the pressure to have a good show is there. I try not to think about it. And I try to just let it go. And it's been a practice for me. So that's, that's number 10. Okay. Number nine. So this is an interesting one. This has to do with owning my success, which is going to be a theme in this episode for you today. Now, every single year on my birthday, I do Danielle Laporte's The Desire Map, and I get clear on what's not working in my life and what needs to change. And I am like, I am ruthless. I write down everything that's not working. I get so crystal clear with myself. I do not BS it. I don't make shit up. I don't pretend like things are awesome when they're not. I like literally write it all down. And a couple of weeks ago, I was flipping through my old desire map because I only have one copy here with me right now uh, at, at my current apartment. And I was just going back and I, I love to just reread her work. And I went to the section where it was talking about what was not working and stuff I had written almost exactly a year ago because my birthday's coming up really soon. And I read it back and I was like, oh my freaking God, I changed every single thing in my life that was not working in one year. Now, I want to share this with you because the last year has been a huge energetic and spiritual upgrade. I don't know if you have realized it and maybe you feel it too. Um, but this year I've become a different person, a hundred percent. I've changed and transformed in ways that I never thought possible. And I want to give myself some actual credit for that, that I had the courage to change seriously fucking everything. A lot of people aren't willing to look at their life and look at all the things in their life that aren't working. And I'm talking about forgiving people that I had held a grudge to. I was talking about friends I like hadn't made amends with. I was seriously talking about honestly getting rid of my account that was my bank account with still being attached to my parents, clearing up my financial house, moving to a better place making more friends, finding more of a community, trying to stop working so much, like every single thing that was not working, um, a hundred percent went in there and I changed every single thing point blank. I did whatever it took. Sometimes I think I don't want to like sound always that this stuff is easy. This year took a lot, like changing your life takes work in your life takes effort it, it requires a continual showing up and it's not always comfortable yeah I have totally turned everything around in a year to the point where I am a new person like I have a whole new wardrobe I seriously got rid of 75% of my possessions I have a minimalist lifestyle which is what I has, was wanting like I only buy nice clean beauty products I got rid of every single thing that wasn't in alignment that was like products I didn't want to buy anymore and that just took so much intentional effort and action and mental mindset work and the courage to show up every single day even on the days when I wanted to quit like Sometimes changing your life and up-leveling is fucking rough. <laughs> For those of you that, that can know what the self-development journey is like, kudos to you because, you know, changing your life takes a shitload of mental devotion and love and effort and continual practice and good self-talk and... I'm just honestly so proud of myself for changing every single thing in one year. And I'm I, like I said, it was deep stuff, stuff that I hadn't touched with a 10 foot pole in like 10 years, you know, childhood stuff, like money stuff, like how everything from like my, my looks to my spending habits, to my home, to my spirituality, to my friends, to finding more elevated, enlightened friends, to expanding my work, to making some serious money. Honestly, it's all come into form and it took a fuckload of work. So yeah, that's number nine. I changed my whole life in a year and I want to let you know that it's totally possible for you too. When you decide to change your life and when you actually do it and encourage yourself to do it and push yourself to do it and you have the tools in place, my God, the glory is all yours, my friend. So I want to let you know that 
a 100% life reboot is totally possible and you can become a different person in a year. Like to the point where I think I did about five to 10 years of personal growth in one year. Sometimes I say to my clients that, you know, we work together for a short period of time. And I have this whole thing about time, as I've referred to in previous episodes, that whatever you think you need, we're going to like, we're going to do it sooner. You know, if we're working together for two months, my intention is like for you to quit your job within that two months and have your business up and running. If we're working together in three months, my intention is for you to get that raise. Like we're talking like short time periods here and serious results and buckling down and doing the work. That's totally my style. And I 1000% practice what I preach in terms of like, you know what? Some people take some people take five to ten years to do the personal growth that I just did in a year. And you know what? When you really sit down and you're like, fuck, this is all the shit in my life that's not working. I talk about this in your best life as well. This is what I'm gonna change. This is how I'm gonna do it. These are the things that can be improved. And you're so just honest with yourself that, okay, this is not working anymore. Something has to give. And then you change it. The universe will reward you a million times over. It will bring you new opportunities and people and friends and high vibe friends and new communities and partnerships and love and whatever you're seeking in your life, more abundance, more money, more anything. If you do the work, you can change your life in a year. I just did it. I'm a new person. I'm honestly a new person. I'm just going to say that out loud. I'm a new person. I think a lot of me got buffed out a lot of the parts that were not as good I actually recently apologized to one of my friends for how I used to be yeah seriously like I said I I fucking did everything every single thing (laughs) okay number eight so number eight um I'm plant-based and then once in a while I eat fish so (laughs) this was some sort of like energetic thing that was looming over my head so I've never I called myself a vegan never because vegan implies a hundred percent no animal products in your lifestyle. And I've always said plant-based and I always describe plant-based as a diet that's based in plants. So wording and word integrity is very important to me. So I've never said like vegan. I never said I'm a vegan. I've always said like I'm plant-based and you know what? A couple times a year I eat wild Pacific salmon that's caught from, you know, seriously like near Vancouver. It's seriously in the Pacific coast. It's like local food. And, um, I buy it. I always buy the highest quality. hundred percent has to be wild and hundred percent like ethical and properly done. Nothing farmed, nothing Atlantic, absolutely nothing from overseas. And yeah, I am plant-based and once in a while I eat fish. So yeah, that's an energetic thing I had to get off my plate. I'm also zero waste. And the other day I used a plastic Ziploc bag. Yeah. Sometimes I get a smoothie at Body Energy Club at Equinox. And yeah, that's got a plastic straw and I recycle it. So I'm human. I do everything I can to be highestly consciously aligned and have my energy clear. And then once in a while, I'll eat fish or I'll use a piece of plastic or you know what? It's it's stuff like that. We are human as fuck as Peter Kelly refers to. I love Peter Kelly. Um... We are in works of having her on the show. And I I just love what she shares. She talks about this in her book, Earth is Hiring, that you know what? It's okay to be human sometimes. And it's it's normal. So I want you to give yourself like honest credit. And you know what? If you've been trying really hard and doing the best you can, and then you have like one day where you use a Ziploc bag, that's oh. Okay. I have a friend, she's she's actually vegan, and then we when hung out the other day and she was like, I ate eggs. And I was like, that's okay. And she's like, they were organic, free-range eggs, like super humane and all that good stuff. That's okay. It's okay. You know, as long as you're trying, that's what counts. Always give yourself the credit, always give yourself on the pat, a pat on the back for what you have done and what you do do. And that's it's okay to be human af because we all are we all are all right number seven so number seven i'm not working with a coach okay so this is the question i get asked a lot and i'm going to explain to you in radical honesty my opinions on it so a lot of people reach out to me and say hey kelly who's your coach hey kelly who are you working with hey kelly who are you hiring right now so i talk a lot about coaching and the value of coaching and i only get coaching when i need coaching 
I'm not working with a coach right now. It's me up leveling my own life. And I always say when people are looking at coaching with me, it's like riding a wave. If you're surfing and if you're on the surfboard in your life and you're rocking it, keep doing it. Like ride the wave, sister, ride the wave. And when the magic wears off of what you're doing and when things get hard and when you've like fallen into the ocean and you're like, oh crap, here I am. Or you're paddling a ton and you can't catch a wave and you're working kind of hard and nothing's happening. That's when you should get a coach. So I'm right now riding a wave. I am not in need of a program. I always let you guys know whenever I'm enrolling in something, I have a couple stuff that I'm thinking of doing 100% C school when it comes out from just lively. I've been really into higher consciousness. So yeah, manifestation, higher consciousness, and that kind of stuff has been so fascinating to me that I'm just letting the winds of change take me where it wants to go. And no, I'm not working with a coach right now. I talk about the importance of coaching and I'm not working with a coach right now. Have I worked with coaches in the past? Absolutely. Will I work with coaches in the future? Absolutely. It's when I fall off the surfboard, I will go hire a coach. And I encourage you to do the same. When you lose the momentum and when you lose the spark and when you're kind of stuck or you don't know what to do or you just sort of feel like you're in the mud, that's the best time to go and work with a coach. But when you're riding high and you're super aligned and you know your next steps and you're good to go, rock it. Like seriously, rock it. I would rather you just rock it and ride the wave than, than hire me. Come back whenever you're ready, like whenever you've fallen off the surfboard. So yeah, I am a coach and on my website, I talk about studentship and learning from others. And I'm currently just like, I'm not working with anybody. I'm restudying stuff I've learned before. It's not like I don't do anything. I study stuff really intensely. Like I listen back I'm on my second rerun of Jess Lively's Foe with Intention. So I've taken that course once and I listened to everything again one more time and I'm just going to keep listening to it. I've keep rereading books. So my new thing now is going in super deep on one person or one teacher and just studying everything out of them. I'm just getting so obsessed. Last year, I was like so in love with Jackie Carr and MB and Mary Beth LaRue. And I loved Rock Your Bliss. And I went so deep on that. And this year, I've been really interested in consciousness and higher consciousness and manifestation and law of attraction. And I'm going so deep in Joe Dispenza's work and so deep in Jess Lively's work. And I'm getting into like Lacey Phillips and like Abraham Hicks and Price Pritchett's U Squared, the Quantum Leap Strategy. That's the kind of stuff I'm really interested in right now. And of course, my guru. Jen Sincero, who is my woman, <laughs> I've been so deep on sort of like those pointed niches, if that makes sense. Now, to answer the question about coaching, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this really honestly, like if you are loving the success I'm having and you're interested in what I've created, hire me seriously, or go enroll in your conscious empire. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Like, Sometimes we, we always look at people and we're like, oh, I want, I want their coach. Cause I'll like, I was listening to Jen Sincero's interviews and she was, she was talking about her coach. And one of my natural thoughts was, oh, who is her coach? I want to work with that person. You know, it's sometimes just better just to work with the person you are looking up to because that person is where you're at right now. Like uh, Jen Sincero's coach is like, it, it would be such a stretch for me, right? You know what I mean? Like, they'd be like, uh, your business is like not here. You're not going to pay my million dollar a year fee. Like, I, I'm not going to work with you, blah, 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 blah. Like, Jen Sincero, if she had one-on-one -on -one coaching, I would like 1000% be like totally interested in just her, not her coach. Um, So yeah, when you're looking at people online and you're interested in the success they've had, hire them. You know, it also, it also comes down to this, like, even if I recommend you to resources, it doesn't mean it's going to have the same result for you. Because you know what? I've said, I've told, I think, everybody to read Jen Sincero's You're a Badass at Making Money. And some people don't resonate with her work or some people don't like the book or some people, you know, have read half of it or read it once and are like, mm, it was just okay. And I'm like, uh, you, what do you mean? It was just okay. That thing changed my life. So yeah, sometimes like the people we look up to, their coaches like don't even speak our language. So always look for the person that speaks your language and is doing what you want to do and just go for it. Just hire them. And yeah, what's the worst case thing that could happen? Like uh, nothing. <laughs> you get more successful and you make more money and you have a better life. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. So yeah, that was number seven. Okay, 
number six. Let's talk about burnout. I hit insane burnout after the creation of both my online video courses, both Your Best Life and Your Conscious Empire. So I talk a lot about ease and not working hard and slowing down and chilling out and surrendering and letting go. And I talk about those a lot because those have been huge practices for me. Am I perfect at that? Absolutely not. So working hard is very much a default thing I go to. And, you know, that striving, efforting, proving thing, I've been doing it my whole freaking life. So taking out that belief has required serious effort on my behalf. And I'm going to be so honest, like I made your, your conscious empire and I talk a ton about ease and alignment and flow and letting things be easy. And honestly, I worked my fucking ass off for that course. Seriously. I honestly did that thing from 7am till midnight for a month. The, like it goes back to what I said about the energy output, the energy output of filming for exact, I filmed for two weeks straight, like everything I filmed every single day, Sundays, no break, no holiday, like no time off. I've always was filming or like working on the files or watching them back and being so intensely on and the level of energy that goes into a course like is very high, right? Like I said, being, being on, it's like if you're on TV and being on for two weeks straight and doing that whole course and getting so much done, honestly, within a month for that course, by the end, I was so tired and burnt out that I just took two weeks and did nothing. I literally went to the beach and just laid down. I didn't even go to yoga class. I didn't have energy to go to yoga class. I moved coaching client calls because I didn't have the energy to talk to clients. I honestly was just wiped. I moved, I moved stuff. I wasn't taking podcast guest interviews. I couldn't even think about stuff for the podcast. I was so wiped. So yeah, human AF. Um, and I had no clue that I was so tired until I actually took a break. Yeah. So that's one thing as well. Sometimes we don't know how much energy we spend until we take a break. And when I kind of launched the course and when I actually slowed down, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually super drained, like energetically drained where I had put so much in. And the level of that course is beyond words. Yeah. Beyond words. And the, the, the value in that course and the detail and the screenshots and the videos and the tutorials and it ended up being 140 videos, you guys, 140 videos and almost like 200 pages in workbooks with screenshots and guides and links and tutorials. And that was just a huge energetic outpour. And I got a bit burned after and that's okay. So this is kind of like a bonus thing I'm afraid to tell you, but, um, yeah, I, I'm going to tie this one in with your conscious empire and, and burnout. I always raise my prices on stuff. I just, I actually, everything on my website right now just went through a price increase. Well, or has recently. So your best life just went up and coaching went up in January. And uh, I just upgraded my bundle pack, which just went up by double. I I encourage you to, if you've been looking at your conscious empire, I encourage you to buy it before the price eventually goes up because hearing some of the feedback from my students and how much value they're getting out of it, it might go up in, in a while. So yeah, I, I do that over time. I talk about that in my course as well. Like when you get more popular and your stuff gets successful and people have huge transformations, that's totally fair to raise your prices and raise your rates. And I've raised prices on everything. Your conscious empire is just bound to go up at some point. So yeah, I'm just going to put that one out there in things I'm afraid to tell you because this sort of thing of like raising your rates and what do you do when you're actually raising your rates? I just like raise it. You know, if I'm working with still a client or something, obviously I keep them at the rates that I'm charging. That's just a part of business and life and getting more successful. And when stuff is really popular and people, honestly, when your students give you feedback that you could have charged more for this, That was like an OMFG, I have to charge more than this. Or when your coaching clients tell you that you need to upgrade your price, that's that's like when the universe is really sending you the signs. So yeah, (laughs) that's something else I wanted to tell you too. All right, number five, my book title. Oh my God, my first ebook, um, F the shit, I'm curing myself. I actually wish I didn't use two swear words. I think if I did it again, I would have used just one. Um... I still love that title and it makes me laugh and I think it's funny. I've kind of outgrown it to be honest and there was a part where of me that was kind of ashamed that I had done that and I kind of regretted it a little bit. I still love it because it makes me crack up every time I do it or I read it out loud or I talk about it on a podcast interview but 
I just honestly looking back, I think I wish I would have called it maybe with just one swear word and not two. And this is a really hilarious side note. I get weird search traffic to my website because people <laughs> look for porn and look for the Google search term fucking myself. Um, and yeah, that's not a really good time for Google to send people to your website because I don't think they're looking for any self-development from Kelly Track. <laughs> I think they're looking for some porn vids and I don't got any of those. So yeah, don't call something with the words fucking yourself in there because you're going to get weird people uh, to your website searching for your things. And <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just wanted to share that. I honestly went through a phase where I actually took every single health product I made and removed it because I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore and I don't want to share this anymore. And that's fine. And I recently put it back because I had so many people message me and say, can you, can you redirect me to your book? Or can I please enroll in your thing? Or you made that thing that one time, or you referenced it in the podcast. And I had so many beautiful people from my community asked me to like have the book back after I had taken it away for a couple weeks that yeah I put out the bundle and it's just everything all in one so it's there for you if you want it the book is back with all the other courses and classes on health and I just had to remind myself and same thing goes with you if you're a creator just because you're tired of talking about something that doesn't mean that your audience isn't tired of it and that you meet people where they're at right so some people, like a lot of people found me through the Mind Body Green article I wrote. I'll link to that as well about healing my gut. And um, that was so fun when Mind Body Green reached out to me to write something because I love their their stuff. And a lot of people just messaged me and that, that post got like a ton of traffic and I still get retweeted for it a ton of times by like actual legit doctors and like legit people. And it, that's okay. Part of being a content creator is knowing that some of your earlier work might still totally resonate with people and that's totally fine. I have a tendency to look back at all the things I made and think, I need to throw this out. I need to dump this. I need to redo this. I need to like totally change this. And my like students or my clients or my customers are like, no, it's great. Leave it. And you know what? You got to remember that people are along their own journeys. And just because I'm done talking about autoimmune conditions and how like I was dealing with everything holistically and my plant-based diet and gluten-free eating and anti-inflammatory eating and, you know, non-toxic lifestyle, all that good stuff. Just because I'm tired of talking about it, it doesn't mean that somebody else isn't. And that some people like are interested in that still and want to hear from me and are looking for my work. So if you're a content creator, it's okay to keep up some of your old stuff and just remember that that's where people are along their journey. And that's totally cool. All right, number four. This one I've shared with you before, and it's not a surprise to you, but I didn't go to coaching school. So I get asked this all the time. Where did you go to coaching school? I didn't go to coaching school. It fell into my lap organically. I'll stick a link in the show notes to the episode I did on how I even got into life coaching and how it really just flowed my way and how I would just practice. And I just really hone my skills practicing for free with people. And then when people started to come to me that I didn't really know, I was like, now it's time to charge. So let's talk about this. Yeah, I didn't go to coaching school. And you know what? I'm going to be really honest. I actually think it's my competitive advantage. I don't teach anybody else's work. I just teach you guys my own stuff, my own practices, my formulas, my ways of doing things. And I'm not walking you through anybody else's things. This is not somebody else's program. I'm not teaching you somebody else's 10 steps. I'm not reiterating somebody else's work. It's 100% my own work and my own innovation. Being an innovator is really important to me. And I always create stuff that the world hasn't seen before. And yeah, I didn't go to coaching school and I'm honestly proud of it. I used to kind of hide it because I had to be embarrassed because I always kind of thought maybe I needed something because I wasn't quote unquote a real coach. That's so fucking not true. I have had a ton of experience. I'm excellent at what I do. I have clients and you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you're good at what you do, you don't always need the degree or the certification you take what you want and you anoint yourself. Lori Harder always says that at the beginning of her podcast. She says, we take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Take what you want, sister, and anoint yourself. Seriously, you don't need another degree or a certification or another thing to start. You just need to get going. I talk about that a lot as well in your conscious empire. Don't use stall tactics to think you need more time to take more programs, to read more books. Start now and pivot along the way. So yeah, I didn't go to coaching school and yeah. I actually think it's my competitive advantage over other coaches because what you get here is so different than anything you'll find elsewhere. And even my coaching sessions, like 
everything's customized to my clients 1000%. I don't have a program even for clients. Like there's no like, first we do this and then we do this and then we do this. It's like, what's you, what's your goal? Like, what do you want? What's your big thing you're working towards? Or what is the thing you're trying to achieve? How do you want to level up your life? And then I literally customize every session to you and it's what you want to learn and what you want to do. And before our sessions, I spend like one to two hours prepping before our call, making questions that are dedicated to you and your path and your journey and what is a hundred percent for you and your evolution. And the way I do coaching is unlike anybody else. I also just, I, I, I mean, I teach so many different things in one go. Like there's this manifestation piece and law of attraction and mindset and and intuition. And then there's like hardcore practical strategies. Like, um, you need a better call to action on your website or you know what, like your funnel needs to be a little bit better. And the stuff that I do together is it's just, it's just a representation of all my gifts and my zones of genius. Oh, also PS part of owning my success is owning the fact that I have, I realized I got multiple zones of genius and that's been so fun to figure out. So I encourage you to think about all the zones of genius that you have that you should own more fully and working with clients and getting them awesome results in a short time period is one of my zones of genius. Working with people in general, zone of genius, public speaking, zone of genius, like talking, creating stuff, like business, huge zone of genius, mindset, immense zone of genius, creating stuff that's beautiful. Like the website is all designed by me and I make all the, I still make all the graphics and images because I love that stuff. And design is all done by me by hand. So yeah, that's another zone of genius. Own your success, people just own it. And when you own your stuff fully, you're going to be way more magnetic. People are going to be way more drawn to you and people will be like, damn, I want what she's got. So yeah, just, just own it. Just own it, my friend. Okay, now we're getting to the more intense stuff. Okay, fuck. Okay, so we're gonna go from three, two to one. So number three, um, I have never publicly said on this show with you like what my goals are for KellyTrack.com. So I kind of always shied away from talking about it. In a hundred percent, I did not bring it up in your best life, and in your conscious empire, I brought it up uh, where I wanted to take KellyTrack.com, and I'm gonna share it with you today. So. This goes back to a really underlying deep-seated thing that I've been really working with. And it came up through my RTT session with Christy Bartelt, who was a dream to work with. I love both Anna Salazar and Christy Bartelt. If you're looking at RTT or Theta Healing, I would recommend them 1,000 times over. They were divine and I got such huge results from from them. So if you're looking for an RTT therapist or a Theta Healing therapist, I would totally recommend those two ladies. I had them on the show. I will link their episode in in the show notes. And Christy brought up a couple things for me that just sort of changed a lot. She's also brought up that the number one thing I'm afraid to tell you. But number three, she said like I was just just dimming down my light, you know, um, and not not really owning my success and. I had this really big fear that I uncovered through RTT that I shared before with you in the upper limit episode I did. I'll also link to that in the show notes that if people knew how successful I was, that they wouldn't like me. And that was a reoccurring subconscious fear that I had held on to since high school. I am looking to take kellytrack.com to a multiple seven figure business in the next five years. And that's the goal and preferably three. Yeah. Multiple seven in in three to five years. That's the eyes on the prize. That's where I'm pointing this ship. That's where I am desiring to take it. And that's where I know we're going to go. Like to me, it just seems obvious and evident and easy. I honestly want to say easy because it sounds easy and fun and magical and like the obvious next step. So I'm owning that fully, owning my success, owning publicly where I am taking this company and how successful I want to get. And I'm talking like five, six, seven million a year in revenue. That's, that's what, that's what I'm looking at. That's the desire. And that goes back to just owning your owning, owning it a hundred percent, owning your, your dreams and your goals and your visions. And I see a lot of people not really own it, not own their dreams, not own what they want for their life. And you know what? I'm at the point in my life where I just own everything fully. You know, I was talking to um, my partner's dad the other day and he was like, oh, do you like camping? I was like, no, I don't like camping. I prefer to sleep in a hotel bed or I prefer to sleep at an Airbnb and I value my sleep. And you know what? I'm at the point in my life where I'm so tired of justifying or explaining to people or pretending to be more um, 
not humble is not the right word, but like relatable and down to earth. That's totally going to come up in the number two thing I'm afraid to tell you. But you know what? Own your desires outright. Just tell the world how you want it. Tell the world what you desire. Be so clear about your desires and they're going to manifest into form guaranteed. So yeah, kellytrack.com is going to multiple seven figures, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's just a matter of time. And I'm so excited because I have a huge calling on my life. I am ready to serve millions and millions of people. That's a thousand percent what I want to do. That's a thousand percent aligned with my soul. This is like not even my ego talking. I talk about how I even arrived at this number in your conscious empire and how you can do it too and how you can build your why statement and get to the desired outcomes and do this do this work in your conscious empire and this number came to me through the divine and I was like fuck that's a huge ass number uh uh, what the hell and you're gonna hear all about that in your conscious empire so totally enroll because you don't know what your life has in store for you unless you ask. So the divine has a bigger plan for me and a bigger plan than what I have right now and it's multiple seven figures. So Hell yeah, sister and brother, we're going to rock it and we're going to get there together. And you and I are are both, we're both doing it. And whatever you desire for your life and for your company and for your dreams or your vision or for your goals, you can totally have it, declare it, own it. Even if it's, if you just write it down on a piece of paper and own it and declare it for yourself and go for what you want. Okay. Don't settle. Don't go for what you think you can get. Go for exactly what you want. So yeah, multiple seven, here we come. All right. Number two. So this is getting more personal. Um, I'm actually kind of sweating over here because like I, like I said, I have this thing around, you guys won't like me if you realize that I'm so successful or I'm like not slumming it over here. I'm not struggling. I'm not in like huge scarcity mentality. I'm doing really well. And I have abundance in my life. Was this always the case? No. So things I was afraid to explain to you was the fact that like, I honestly was kind of afraid that if I talk about some of my big goals and sort of the dollar dollar to bills behind it, that you guys wouldn't find me relatable anymore. And that I wouldn't be really seen as a peer anymore to you, that I would be kind of in this other category because I know how I used to look at people online who were making like serious cash from their businesses and making serious cash in their life and had abundance and wealth. And, you know, I would see them online and I'd be like, that's so distant from me. And if that's a part of your money story, hundred percent, you have to clear it. I teach you how to do that in your conscious empire. And a huge part of that was just being really nervous to share with you things that I thought maybe you would find unrelatable. So even in that last episode I did on listening to your intuition, I referenced that I was looking to fly business class to Greece. I had a hard time telling you that. My ego was like, don't, don't say that. Don't say that because they're not going to like you if, you if they if they think you're, you know, flying business class. So here's the number two thing I was kind of afraid to share with you. And it, I didn't ever post about it and I didn't ever say it directly. Um, so I recently bought myself a Chloe handbag, which was of my very first designer handbag. And... Yeah, I was always kind of like if my fans bump into me at Whole Foods and I'm toting a handbag that seriously costs $2,000, they're not going to like me. They're going to think I'm in a weird, different echelon. They're going to think I'm different than them. They're going to think I'm not relatable anymore. So I have a Chloe handbag. That was actually a huge energetic upgrade for me. I talk about how to manifest more money in your life uh, through this process I call the energetic upgrade. And I take big upgrades a lot. And I recently bought myself my very first designer handbag, which was a Chloe Faye, which I've had my eye on for the last three years. And buying that handbag was actually the very first time I felt like I kind of had made it because it was something that I definitely did not need by any means. Um, and I will say outright that I 100% bought it. It's pre-loved. It still was 2000 bucks by the time it arrived. And I... I was just like, it was a moment where I was like, well, I think this is, this is the time I was looking at the price for your conscious empire. And my mom and I were sitting out on our deck and I was taking this, like kind of this, this time to, to talk and reflect. And I was getting so nervous about the price point because I had an idea in my head of the price. And then one of my coaching clients told me to, told me to bump it up, which is what it's at right now. And then, um, my mom was like, well, how much is the Chloe Faye and what would you pay for the Chloe Faye? And her and I have always loved that bag. I remember seeing it three years ago in Paris when we were in Paris together. And I was right before I was going down to San Francisco and I was, I was looking at the Chloe Faye and like, oh, I forget the Bon Marche in, in Paris. And 
she was like, you know, Kelly, this bag, it's like two, it's like two grand, right? She's like, you know, you could have the Chloe Faye or you could go and have your one month rent in San Francisco. And I remember at the time saying, oh, like one month rent in San Francisco. And I'm at a point in my life where it's not an or, it's not Chloe Faye or a trip. It's not Chloe Faye or rent. It's not Chloe Faye or whatever coaching program I'm looking at. It's an and. Your life can be an and. So that goes back to just owning your desires. Um, I was at a family dinner like a couple months ago and somebody was joking with me and they said, oh, Kelly, you just want life with a silver spoon. And I could have turned down and, and got really red in the face and been really embarrassed. And I sat there and I said, I don't want life with a silver spoon. I want life with a gold spoon. And I'm just going to own that. Everybody was so fucking blown away by that. No one said anything else. And I could just feel like the other people at the table were going, damn, that's a girl that owns it. And I felt so effing powerful in that moment because I owned it outright. I'm fucking owning it, man. I'm owning it. So own the stuff that you're like hesitant to share. Just, just own it. Own the fact that, you know what, your jeans are designer or own the fact that you went on that fabulous holiday or own the fact that maybe you own your own home paid in full and you don't have a mortgage. Own the fact that you bought your car in full cash. Like own the fact that, that you did awesome stuff. Own the fact that you're making income from your business or own the fact that you're making an awesome salary at work and you can afford to buy that nice coat that you want. Own it, own it, own it, own it. Because when you shine your light, other people are inspired to shine their light too because People want examples of you being successful. And if they see you being successful, they know they can do it too. So yes, I bought the Chloe Faye. I bought it off the Real Real. They're not sponsoring me to say this. They should totally be a sponsor for the show because they are awesome. Um, I'll link it to in the show notes. But yeah, like the Chloe Faye, I love it. It was a sign that it was, it was, it was for me. I bought it for myself after I finished Your Conscious Empire because back to the story with my mom, um, and I was looking at price. She was like, well, how much, how much would you pay you for the Chloe Faye? And I was like, I would pay like 1,500 to 2000 for that bag. It retails, I think for 2,600, um, Canadian. And that was, that was when I was like, I was sitting there on the patio and I was like, fuck, I was like, your conscious empire at least has a value of $2,000 at least if not three or four or five, seriously. And that's the moment when I was like, I 100% have to charge it at the price that it is and take uh, my coaching client's advice and, and go for, for what it is. And yeah. And then that, that night I just bought the Chloe Faye online. P.S. Part of my values. Um, I do like to buy leather products secondhand because that's more sustainable and I don't like to buy leather outright. So yes. And also I'm a huge value investor and the real real they're not sponsoring the show but if you have your heart set on an item that means a lot to you if you buy it pre-loved you don't have to take the initial hit for it right totally do what's up to you and what's in alignment and if buying it outright like totally in full from a store feels good for you do it and you know for me and my practices and my choices and my values and ethics I always when possible try to buy leather secondhand I don't like to buy it outright new. Um, same thing kind of goes for wool now as well or anything else like cashmere. I, I honestly live a pretty minimalist lifestyle in the first place. But yeah, if, if you're looking for something, just do it. Just do it. So yes, I own the Chloe Faye. And then on topic of this, I even got nervous when I was talking in your conscious empire. I didn't even show it to you guys in your best life, but like <laughs> my desire to own a Model S, like I was always worried that like if I would show up to your party in a Tesla Model S, which is a $100,000 car, that people would judge me for it, that people wouldn't like me or that people would be like, oh my God, there's Kelly in her show-offy car. Like, do what your soul wants. If your soul wants you to have the nice electric sustainable car and get like the vegan leather option, effing do it, okay? Effing do it. It's time to just own your desires outright. Remember, when you shine your light, it inspires other people to do the same. So yeah that's where I'm at right now in my life. And it feels so weird to say that out loud. And I'm so nervous to say that stuff because I had that immense deep rooted fear that people wouldn't like me if they knew how successful I was. So there you go. That was number two. Oh my God. Number one. So this is the thing I'm the most afraid to tell you. Okay. So it's come up a couple times and it's my age. Yeah. My age. I have 
dodged this for so many times because I always had this reoccurring fear that I was young. And this also came up in my session with Christy Bartelt. And she told me that the fact that I was hiding my age was actually hindering my business. So yeah, I'm 24 right now. Yep. I'm 24. I turned 25 in like seriously a couple days. I was 23 when I wrote my first ebook. I created both your best life and your conscious empire when I was 24. And my age has been something I kind of have struggled with my whole life. I want to let you know that you can be both young and successful because sometimes I'm on a coaching call with somebody who is double my age or more than double my age. And sometimes I think, oh God, they're going to take advice from me who's 24. Your age is a self-limiting belief. I talk about this a lot uh, in your best life that your self-limiting beliefs are whatever the things you have that hold you hold you back. And I had this thing with my age for most of my life because I've been young and successful the entire time. Um, when I was 16, I won my first top 30 under 30 award and I was so embarrassed. Like it was in the newspaper. Everybody in my school congratulated me and I just didn't like the attention and it made me uncomfortable. And I was in the newspaper several times in high school with my humanitarian projects and I went to school. I won enough scholarships to go to school for free. And I got into the UBC Sutter School Business, which has like a seriously a 6% acceptance rate. And now they interview you to get in because it's super ultra competitive and really intense. And I was always the person that was just successful all the time from very, very early on. And I remember very clearly, it kind of came back to this scene of me being in grade 10 and being the 10th grader who was like the chair of this conference and these grade 12 girls were sort of making fun of me for it being like oh my god I'm taking this advice from this girl who's in grade 10 or she's telling us what to do and she's in grade 10 that impacted how I felt about age so much and I carried that shame with me a ton and the first time I realized that my age was something stupid that I was holding on to was in Silicon Valley when I realized there was kids who were 19 that already sold their tech startup and they were buying their first place in SF and San Francisco gives zero fucks about your age and the younger you are. And if you drop out of school, the better and cooler you are. And I love that space. I was so open about my age. Young innovators were celebrated. I was always with like kids who were just doing cool stuff at a young age. Even when I got to um, Draper University, which is this entrepreneurship and innovation school taught by uh, Tim Draper, who is a billionaire and a VC. And he's the only billionaire that I know. (laughs) And he takes on young students and he, he teaches them in his, his school of thought. So I, I won a scholarship to go study at that school for, for a hot second. And I, yeah, I just, I mean, I love being down there and everybody was young and wanting to do stuff with their life. And then sometimes I'll do like self-development. And then somehow I feel like in this, in this world, if I ever tell people I'm, I'm 24, they give me like a funny look because I know I could pass for like 27, 28, 29, 30. Oh, easy, easy. I am also just owning the fact that I'm excellent at what I do. Like I've been honing my craft and studying immensely for a long time now. And my business knowledge is extremely in-depth and intense. And just because you are young, that doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Remember, it's an and, not an or. So you can be young and successful. You can be young and run your own conscious empire. You can be young and fucking buy your own damn Chloe handbag. It does not effing matter. Whatever you want is available to you and you decide when the clock starts. This is one of the biggest tips I can give you. You decide when the clock starts and you know what? Right out of the gate, out of university, I decided for the clock to start. I decided 100% that I wasn't going to wait for somebody to give me permission. I wasn't going to wait till somebody told me I was ready. I was ready to be an entrepreneur the second I finished business school. And honestly, if I had done anything sooner, everything always comes in the exact right divine timing. I wish I like quit business school and just started earlier because you can be young and successful. You can be young and wealthy. You can be young and innovative. You can be young and a change maker and don't let your age hold you back. I really want to bring this up with you guys today on the podcast, especially before my 25th birthday. I have so many beautiful people in my community that are younger than me. I see the downloads on the podcast. There are people in university still. There's a couple people in high school and there are people who are young. And I just want to say to you, like you can be a change maker at a young age and don't dim your light. Do not shine it down. I wish I didn't do that. I did that for so long throughout high school and university. And even like now with kellytrack.com, 
own it. Please, please, please promise me that you're going to go out there and own it and shine your light and be strong and confident and bold in the fact that you are still under 30 or, you know, you maybe you haven't even hit 20 yet. Own it, own it, own it, own it, own it. And the world will love you and adore you and applaud you even more. Have the courage to share your age. Your age is just a number. It will hold you back if it if you think it holds you back. If you think you're 60 and too old to start, you're holding yourself back. You're you're totally available to start. Like if you're 15, you can start your own business. If you're 25, you can start your own business. If you're 30, you can start. If you are 80, you can start knitting sweaters and selling them. You can start at any age. Age is just a number. I swear to God, you will have clients. You will have people. Like like I said, I, I'm 24. I work with high-end coaching clients. I have a super awesome roster of people that are amazing and divine. I just own my stuff. I own my skills. I own my craft. I continually show up and do a kick-ass job of what I do. And I'm just proving it to you that you can do whatever you want at a young age. So yeah. That was the biggest thing I had been holding on to was not sharing my age because I was always worried that you guys would judge me or think less of me because I know I'm a lot younger than a lot of you. And I see that in the podcast downloads and the age demographic. And I see a lot of coaches who are like older 20s, 30s, mid 30s, 40s. And you know what? You can be a coach at any age. Everybody has gifts to share. I say everybody's got a course and a book in them. Like no matter what, you can teach stuff to anybody. It's all about teaching stuff to the people who find you relevant. And you know what? There's going to be people who seek you out at any point. Like I've got coaching clients that are younger than me. And you know what? Because there's this, you know, people that are like I said, younger and more successful than you. And that is possible. And that is some of my coaching clients. And I, I love that. And I want to really nourish like anybody who speaks their truth and feels called to work with me. And I don't really care about your age. And I see you as who you really are and your gifts to the world and your soul. And your soul has its own divine purpose on planet earth. So the sooner you can stop avoiding and hiding your age, the sooner uh, your time starts. And yeah, I just encourage you to own it outright. So people, that's all the stuff I was really afraid to tell you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I just encourage you to just reflect and think about the stuff in your life that you need to just own more fully, 1000%. Because when you just own it outright, that's when the opportunities come in. That's when the money comes in. That's when the stuff really happens. That's when you find the lovers. That's when you find what you're really seeking and desiring in life. Own the stuff that you've been afraid to share own the stuff that you've been kind of hiding away or you've been kind of embarrassed about own it as a part of your story seriously 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 all right peeps so that's the show for you today um i've mentioned it a couple times you are welcome to go dive into your conscious empire honestly if you want to know how the hell i'm making so much money over here you're more than welcome to go enroll in your conscious empire everything is there for you in radical honesty you can totally recreate my own success 1000%. It's all for you right there in that self-study, self-guided course. And like I said, I have a habit of raising prices and just going to throw that one out there. Um, And last but not least, if you want to hire me as a coach, you are more than welcome to. I have a couple spots left for August and the fall. So if coaching is calling your name, seriously do a gut check and be like, oh my God, is it my time? Yes or no? And ask yourself, intuition, is coaching with Kelly Track something I should do? wait for the answer. Ask it the yes or no question. And if you hear a yes, have the courage to seriously go over and check out coaching. Coaching is by application only. I only work with people that are super aligned and that I can super support because I want to make sure I can really help you and elevate you as your coach. So I work on life and business coaching. If you have anything that you're looking to elevate, I just work with people who are ready to go to the next level. So whatever the next level is for you, whether that is starting your business, up leveling your business because you haven't liked the success you've already had, you're not making serious dough from it yet. Or if you are looking to really elevate in your career or you're trying to figure out what you should do with your life, or if you are kind of dabbling in a really negative money mindset, I will work with you on whatever you desire. Like I said, coaching is customized to you and all the coaching details are up on my website. So people, those are all the things I was afraid to tell you. I hope you love this episode and thank you so much as always for being here, for being real with me, for being honest, for spending this time with me. I so love and cherish you. I adore you so much and go shine your light, my friend. Go own it. 
seriously own it own it own it own it if I could give you one tattoo to tattoo on your face or your forearm in like a really cute cursive font (laughs) own it own it my beautiful friend you are so worth it all right people have a lovely day and I'll catch you back here soon bye Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.